to the Wikistat um, podcast. Today, we'll be doing Q&A with Dr. Uh, Shukri, and we're very um, fortunate to have him today. We'll be talking about uh, U.S. energy policy, mainly in the Caspian Sea Basin. Just before we start, my name is uh, Adam Hoffman. I'm the head of the Middle East desk at Wikistat, and we'll also have here today Dr. Rebecca Molloy, who's the head of our Middle East community. And of course, our guest here today is Dr. Umud Shukri, who is a Washington-based Senior Foreign Policy and Energy Geopolitics Advisor. And he's the author, most recently, of U.S. Energy Diplomacy in the Caspian Sea Basin, Changing Trends Since 2001, which will be really the topic of interview today. And Dr. Shokri served as a visiting research uh, scholar in the Center for Energy Science and Policy and at the Shar and the Shar School of Policy and Government at George Mason University. And his specialty is really energy and geopolitics, mainly the context of the Caspian Sea Basin, also looking at uh, Iran. Turkey, and the Gulf. So, Wood, thank you very much for joining us today. So, looking really at, at your latest book and more from a U.S. foreign policy perspective, what do you see as the main changes in continuity in the Biden administration's approach to energy policy? compared to that of the Obama and Trump administration. Thanks for having me. It's a great question. And you, uh, as you are aware, the, the world energy market faced with huge energy crisis uh, after pandemic. And at present, U.S. and EU trying to overcome and decrease the effect of uh, uh, current energy crisis in domestic and international market. About the Trump uh, Trump energy policy and uh, contrast, I mean, Biden administration contrast with Trump or uh, Obama administration, I have to say in the U.S., the, the Republican, mainly the foreign policy of Republican, uh, which apply is the focus on fossil fuel and oil policy. I mean, you can see this some effect of oil policy on U.S. foreign policy toward the neighbor and toward the, toward the uh, Middle East and GCC. Uh, when uh, Democrats came to power and uh, take a seat in the White House, the uh, main priority for the Biden administration and also and also Obama administration was focus more focus on renewable energy, using more the U.S. domestic potential to increase the share of renewable energy and the increase of fossil fuel in uh, domestic energy mix, and also trying to. Uh, increase and boost uh, the uh, energy transition process. You know, without the high uh, foreign, without the huge financial capability and high technology, uh, uh, every country will hit with energy uh, uh, applying active energy uh, transition process. And when uh, Biden came to power, tried to increase the tariff of some solar power plant, uh, which imported from the, uh, China, and trying to more invest in. R&D by uh, in uh, production of solar power plant and battery, uh, which are very important in energy transition process. About the role of energy in uh, U.S. foreign policy, I have to say, energy play an important role. I mean, energy export play an important role in U.S. foreign policy, no matter uh, which party will be in the power. I mean, a Democrat or a Republican. But during Trump administration, Trump is also used this energy to leverage of its foreign policy to boost relation with the neighbors and to also to help the EU as a traditional ally for the U.S. to decrease dependency of Russian uh, Russian monopoly in EU energy market and EU foreign policy as well. Biden, uh, during a presidential campaign, announced some long-term plan 
to different to decrease dependency on fossil fuel and increase our share of renewable energy i mean solar wine and also trying to also use energy transition process as a uh, tool of foreign policy i mean more focus and more invest in energy transition process more invest in energy transition technology and to export this energy transition technology to neighbors and other countries to help these countries to play more active in energy transition and to decrease dependency of some allies to traditional counterpart of us i mean to china or to China from the technology inspection and from the Russia and other companies from the energy resource. But when Biden came to power, US and the world faced with pandemic and due to pandemic, then uh, some uh, huge uh, energy firm, I mean, shelf in, in the US uh, has a bankrupt and you, but uh, Biden tried to help its country to companies, but due to the last September, Biden tried to reach to Saudi Arabia and Russia as a major player in OPEC plus and OPEC to satisfy them to increase more production, uh, to increase production capacity, to uh, create a balance in the market, to oil price goes down. But when uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia uh, opposed this such seduction by Biden administration, Biden tried to reach the major energy consumers such as China, India, South Korea, and Japan to release some part of a uh, strategic petroleum reserve to decrease the, the oil price. But we saw that the releasing of a strategic petroleum reserve by US and other countries just has a short-term effect on oil market. And last week, Biden himself said that he's, he's playing with the devil to overcome the energy crisis and to oil price goes down. I think the best example of energy in US foreign policy toward the, the Caspian Sea, we can see during Obama administration, when the US energy shows that the shale gas revolution, US lost interest in, interest in the Central Asia and Caspian Sea. Uh, after Obama administration made the decision to withdraw some troops from the Afghanistan and Iraq, there is no need to support these troops uh, and there is no need to uh, new bases in the Central Asia to uh, logistics supporting U.S. Central Asia in the Afghanistan and Iraq and due to share revolution, U.S. lost in interest in the region. Uh, we saw the same policy in the Trump administration and also uh, U.S. following the same policy in the Biden administration and during the last month's uh, protest in the Kazakhstan, U.S. will not be able to play an active role in Kazakhstan and thus Russia and China uh, was the major actor and trying to help the Kazakhstan to overcome the effect of the protest from the energy perspective and national security perspective. I think uh, Biden administration, as I mentioned before, trying to follow the Trump and Obama administration policy towards Central Asia and Caspian Sea. And we can see during the uh, next decade, Russia will be more active from the security perspective and China with huge financial capability. And the main object for China, as you are aware, uh, Central Asia play an important role in China One Road and One, Bolt, one, uh, road, one Belt project. And due to this strategic importance for the Beijing, Beijing is more investing to control uh, and to also the decrease of effect of uh, Islamic fundamentalism to its own territory. Brilliant. Thank you. So interesting. I was wondering, before we go on to the um, second question, if you could touch on the, with respect to, you know, main changes in continuity, to touch on the context of the geopolitics of U.S. sanctions on Iranian oil ex exports, which I think yeah. you uh, that's a great question. I just try to uh, focus uh, this topic in my uh, book and uh, chapter five, and I try to reach some diplomats from the region and also some diplomats from the 
Department of U.S. Department of State uh, to uh, get their comment about the effect of U.S. Uh, sanction against Iran oil export. The, uh, when Trump came to power, uh, said that he will against the GCPOA and trying to withdraw from the uh, GCPOA. And we saw that by the May of 2018, U.S. withdraw uh, from the GCPOA and uh, as the some uh, major consumer from the Iran oil try to decrease and uh, try to decrease import oil of these countries. And after six months, the U.S. faced a huge uh, sanction against Iran oil export. Iran in the oil market just will be able to export and sell oil to the China uh, in the grain market. But the major problem for the Iran was the the, uh, the price. Iran will be, will be able to just uh, sell oil with uh, uh, huge exp uh, discount to China and the, receiving the money is what another problem because due to the US sanction against international money transfer and SWIFT, Iran will be able to, will not be able to uh, get easily money. Uh, US, when US imposed the sanction Iran, some officially in Iran believes that Iran will be able to bypass the sanction and uh, by 2019, foreign ministers said in New York, uh, that Iran hold the PhD in bypassing sanction and Iran knows to how bypass the sanction and then reduce the sanction on Iran economy. The US sanction against Iran export was mostly successful, but as I mentioned, it was because China has a huge demand for oil and trying to buy oil with low price will be able to give some opportunity to Iran to keep some of share in the regional oil market. But we know that the near round of nuclear will be continue in the Vienna, but due to some opposite policy from the Iran or from four plus one group, there is no clear about the future of this negotiation. But if both sides will be reach new deal, I am not sure about the Iran will be more successful to get back market. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia and Russia are just interested to Iran get that market after lifting the sanction gradually, but Iran is interested to get that with its whole production and export capacity. Iran, last September, Iran new uh, minister of uh, OS said that Iran needs $116 uh, uh, billion invest to keep current production oil and gas capacity. And without the attraction foreign financial capability and technology, Iran would not be able to play an important role in the regional and energy market. And also, if Iran will not be able to attract such amount of financial capability, in the coming decades, Iran will be a net energy importer. At present, Iran faced a natural gas shortage due to low, low production. And last month, Iran cut up natural gas flow to Turkey and further to Iraq as a major consumer of Iran natural gas. In renewable energy, Iran also has a good potential, but due to sanctions, is unable to attract financial capability and technology. And all of these problems just faced by high domestic consumption, lack of investment, and all uh, I think faced by U.S. energy sanction imposed by Obama administration, the Trump administration, and it continue uh, during Obama. Uh, I mean uh, Biden administration as well. Excellent. So for those fascinating interviews that you that you mentioned in the beginning with the experts or representatives from the region, I guess our listeners will just have to rush out and buy the book to see to, to read the rest. The second question: To what extent did the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in August 2021 impact U.S. foreign policy toward the global energy market and particularly toward the Caspian Basin? 
Yeah, it's also as a great question. You know, during the Bush administration, 2006, U.S. import about 70% of oil from the Middle East. And from energy security perspective, dependency of just the whole source is just against national security and energy security. And during that time, Bush administration more focused and to some alternative from oil imported from the uh, GCC and Middle East and C uh, Central Asia and Caspian Sea uh, is, uh, that, that period sees as the alternative for Middle East oil. And the Bush administration more focused of Central Asia to using supporting US troops in Afghanistan and Iraq also as a energy perspective, trying to more invest. And during that time, some energy companies such as Chevron invest in Kazakhstan oil field and also play an important role in Azerbaijan energy sector as well. US supporting all foreign countries uh, and mainly European and US domestic uh, oil companies to invest and present in the region and try to help this country to dependency and try to decrease dependency of this country to using Russia in energy infrastructure. And the ma major object for every uh, government in the, in the US was that reducing established company, I mean new countries after collapse uh, uh, the Soviet Union to, to use and uh, to use own energy, uh, energy resource from using own territory and oil pipeline and own infrastructure without the dependency on the Russia. In this regard, the U.S. supporting every project, uh, I mean, Baku, Teplis, uh, oil pipeline, and Southern Gas Corridor, and the Tanaf and Top project. As you know, at present, uh, Azerbaijan is trying to play an important role in uh, EU energy market, uh, and also trying to in increase the capacity of Shah uh, Denistri, and also capacity of Southern Gas Corridor to uh, help the some countries, such as Italy, to uh, decrease dependency on Russian natural gas. About the, your question, I, I just, it should not be that. Uh, when Biden administration and U.S. Uh, trying to uh, reduce present in the region and withdraw all troops from this Afghanistan or maybe in the Iraq, it has a little effect of energy market in the global perspective, but uh, controlling energy resource and controlling uh, energy transit route is a major factor for competition between major, huge uh, major uh, powers such as such as uh, Russia, U.S., and China. It is possible to U.S. to decrease it depend, its presence in the region, but U.S. also uh, very concerned about the controlling energy resources by uh, China and Russia and trying to help GCC countries and other countries to decrease dependency on China and Russia. But uh, if the U.S. has a troop in the region, I think White House will be more active in the region. But Without the present, I mean military present, uh, this is the best chance for China and the Russia to be uh, more active in the region to increase that boost relation with the, uh, some countries. We saw that last month the uh, report uh, released by CNN that in, uh, China and Saudi Arabia uh, huge missile program and also uh, Russia present in the region. In the absence of U.S. troops, in, we can see that more present and more uh, opportunity for China and uh, Russia. And all is, is against, I think, uh, U.S. national security in national interest in coming years as well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Umud, uh, for that uh, response. So moving on to the next question, how does U.S. energy diplomacy in the Caspian Basin interact with that of the EU, China, and Russia? Looking here and how these various you know players and their conflicting energy interests of course really come into play in, in the context of the Gaspan Basin. 
yeah, this uh, this is a good question. You know, when I'm uh, trying to start to write my uh, my book, it take five years, and I uh, have a chance to make an interview with about more one hundred diplomats, U.S. foreign ambassador in the region, some expert from the think tank, expert from the media, and I try to learn many things from them. About the, I, I'm starting from the uh, similarity between U.S. and EU energy diplomacy and foreign diplomacy toward the Caspian Sea, and then with the Russia and China, U.S every time trying to support its ally energy security beyond supplying it there, then technology and supplying natural gas, oil as well. The EU as a traditional ally for the US, EU energy security was a first priority for every administration in the US. Obama administration, Trump, and also Biden trying to supply more LNG to EU to decrease dependency of EU to Russia. And during the current tension between Ukraine and uh, Russia, Biden administration tried to reach uh, Qatar and, and Azerbaijan to increase the production capacity of LNG and natural gas, especially natural gas from Azerbaijan in this uh, Caspian Sea to more supply uh, for the EU to de decrease dependency to Russia. And also the uh, Biden administration reached to Japan uh, to, to, to release some of strategic natural gas reserve to help to EU energy security. U.S. supported uh, also EU's uh, energy company to be more active in the oil energy project in the region, in Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, and mainly in Azerbaijan, and also trying to political support of the uh, Southern Gas Corridor, the main uh, object for Southern Gas Corridor to supply more natural gas from the Caspian Sea in first phase from uh, Azerbaijan, and in the second phase after the Caspian Sea final, maybe from the, the Turkmenistan and Kazakhstan as well. Uh, U.S. also uh, every time supporting EU energy security. U.S. and China energy diplomacy in the region. China with huge energy needs more energy from the renewable source and due to this destination and uh, more needs for technology and financial capability by Kazakhstan, uh, Turkmenistan and also from the uh, Tajikistan as a Central Asian country. It is the best chance for the China to present in the region, to invest in this country's infrastructure, to control and to influence its, uh, its uh, policies in this country's foreign policy, and also try to use this, uh, this region as a major part of what its vulnerable bomb belt project. The U.S. was very concerned about the uh, influence of China policy in the region, but uh, the major concern for the, for the White House is, was the keeping and boosting uh, Moscow uh, in the region, Moscow foreign policy and also energy policy. Russia is not interested to decrease its share in the regional and global market and trying to use every uh, means to stop to decrease uh, any energy project, I mean the effect of any energy project from the Central Asia, from the Caspian Sea to the uh, major market, I mean EU. And due to uh, there is a competition between the US and the Russia, but after shale gas revolution and after uh, US uh, made a decision to withdraw its troops from the Afghanistan, we can see uh, Russia will be more active in the region and Putin came to power. Putin as a uh, Putin, you know, hold a PhD in economy and his thesis was about the using uh, uh, hydrocarbon resource and mineral resource as a uh, means for uh, applying new uh, energy, new economy strategy. And they can try to use more energy as a weapon to, to gain more geopolitical 
uh, gained. And we can see this such uh, some example by 28 during the Georgia war and after that by 2014 when the Crimea war and Crimea, and also during the, uh, this uh, current tension, I mean, between Ukraine and uh, Russia, EU very uh, concerned about the using um, Moscow uh, energy export as a tool and trying to find alternative, but due to uh, many problem, I mean, the storage capacity by some EU countries, the lack of uh, infrastructure, lack of interconnector, the short term uh, EU has no alternative for Russian uh, energy resource. I have to say that at present, Russia supplies about 40% of EU natural gas, 25% oil, and about 40% of coal to EU. Mm -hmm. So this actually leads very seamlessly to the next question regarding the current tensions between Russia and Ukraine. To what extent does energy policy play a role in the positions of the U.S., the EU, and European member states regarding these tensions between Russia and the Ukraine? Yes. As I mentioned before, uh, every country, every administration in the U.S. trying to use energy export to boost its relation with the neighbor and also uh, with the uh, traditional ally such as EU countries. But during Trump administration, Trump, Trump, Trump administration, U.S. and Poland signed agreement to uh, exporting uh, LNG for Poland for 20 years to decrease dependency to Russian natural gas and also U.S. and in they are signing another agreement, a 20-year agreement, to supply more LNG to India. Also, the EU, U.S. trying to, to uh, sign an uh, LNG agreement with other countries, but due to, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, lack of use, uh, lack of sufficient investment in infrastructure, I mean regasification facility and interconnector, the U.S. will not be able to supply more uh, LNG to this country. But uh, with the huge investment in LNG, uh, U.S. will be able to supply more LNG by coming uh, years and uh, since last last December, U.S. became a world largest LNG producer and exporter. Before uh, December, by the November, Qatar was the world first LNG supplier. But U.S. passed Qatar and will be world uh, first uh, LNG supplier. And this uh, U.S. will be able to keep its position as a world large uh, LNG supplier by uh, 2022 and maybe by 2023 because uh, Qatar has a, a huge investment by 2027 to increase production capacity more than 60 percent and to reach 144 million per annual I mean U.S. Uh, environment to supply to help the EU energy security uh, in the short term the U.S. will be able to supply more LNG in the long term and mid term U.S. will be able to Send, I mean, to supply high technology in energy transition process to invest in renewable energy, solar and power, solar and wind in uh, some EU countries, especially the countries, or, uh, I mean, Italy and other countries uh, will be able to attract more foreign financial from the US, from the private and government sector. About the effect of current tension, as I mentioned, Russia is a major energy supplier in the EU, and also Russia has a very Playing a very important energy diplomacy in the EU, and as you know, the, uh, the former Chancellor of Germany at present working with some of the board of Gazprom, and some of the think tanks in the US has in the EU using energy expert and foreign policy analysis from the uh, Russia. Russia is trying to supply more, uh, try to fund these think tanks, and also to some research centers in the university, and also in the EU media and some politicians are affected by Russian public diplomacy and energy diplomacy. Russia is not interested to lose or uh, decrease the, its uh, share EU energy market, but 
if EU really wants to decrease the role, uh, the share, the role of in, in, in Russia in its foreign policy and its energy security, more LNG from the US, more LNG from the Qatar, more natural gas from the Azerbaijan and from the Israel in the second phase, I mean, uh, uh, next month, U.S. Uh, Israel president will be uh, visit uh, Turkey, and uh, last week, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, president of Turkey, said that Turkey is really interested to import natural gas from the Israel and also try to transit natural gas from the Israel and Egypt to EU market. Israel also will be one of the uh, option for the supplying more in, uh, energy to decrease dependency to Russia. Without the cooperation of uh, EU country, US, US will not be able to decrease dependency of EU to Russian natural gas. But from the energy perspective, from the uh, energy transition process, uh, Washington has a very good, uh, good potential and capability to help EU countries to overcome the energy problem. Uh -huh. Very interesting. De the, the details are fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking now at the, at the next question, so more again from a U.S. Uh, foreign policy perspective, so what do you see as the main challenges to U.S. energy diplomacy today, based on your research uh, for this book? Yes, general, as I, uh, I think I mentioned in the second question, uh, when the U.S. faced the energy crisis, Biden administration trying to play an important energy diplomacy. People are focused uh, focus on the Trump. Biden administration, I have to mention about the active energy diplomacy played by Trump administration. By March 2020, when oil price goes down and for the first time in the history will be negative, uh, some of the major energy companies and share companies in the U.S. faced the huge financial crisis and Trump himself, a national security advisor and secretary of energy, some uh, Senate members, congressmen, tried to reach the U.S., I mean Russia, and also tried to reach uh, official from the Saudi Arabia to satisfy these countries to help to create the balance in the market. And due to uh, Trump active energy diplomacy, U.S. will be able to support its own uh, energy security to, and also try to create the balance in the market. But Biden will be not able to be more su successful as the Trump administration. By last September, uh, Biden tried to satisfy the royals and Moscow, but these countries are uh, trying to follow their own interests and own policy in the market. And also it shows that these countries will continue to follow the same policy and just Biden will be able to just really some part of the strategic petroleum reserve and also trying to reach the energy consumer. But as I mentioned, this just has a, a little effect on oil market and we, we, see, we see that if the current tension between Russia and Ukraine will be continue oil price, oil price will be increased by coming weeks. About the, I think the major mistake, we can say that more focus on energy transition process will be major crisis for uh, U.S. Energy, energy policy during Biden administration. For U.S. and for every other country, it is better to more focus on decreasing uh, fossil fuel in energy needs and also gradually increasing the uh, share of renewable energy without the huge investment in infrastructure. The U.S. Uh, during Biden administration or next administration will not be able to decrease the dependency of fossil fuel. More focus, just focus on renewable energy it will be, I think, biggest mistake for every administration in U.S. or other countries. Energy transition needs fossil fuel to be more successful and every country, uh, every administration in the U.S. has to focus on it. U.S. has very good potential in renewable, I mean in solar, in power plant, in solar and wind, and also has a good technology potential 
in R&D in some university and research center. And also U.S. more focused on electric will be very effective in energy transition process when the electricity which using this, this vehicle generated from renewable energy, not generated from the oil or natural gas or LNG. In- uh-huh. Very interesting. I, I do want to pivot for one last question. In the context of the Vienna talks, if the Vienna talks will succeed to return Iran to some sort of nuclear deal, how will that impact U.S. energy diplomacy? Yes, from the oil perspective, you know, U.S. trying to increase the share of oil in East Asia and also from the South Asia, I mean mainly India. And for energy perspective, every country's major destination is East Asia and China. Natural gas sector, I mean, during coming weeks or coming months, new deal will be uh, signed and will be reached by uh, 4 plus 1 and Iran in Vienna. Uh, in the natural gas market, Iran in the next decade will not be able to treat the U.S. interest in the world energy market from LNG and natural gas market due to high domestic uh, and also due to lack of fin- financial capability and technology. In Iran will not be able to uh, be more player. And from the oil perspective, the uh, U.S. has a own market. But if Iran gets that market, it will be just against, I mean, mainly Russia, UAE, and Saudi Arabia, and maybe Iraq. But uh, if, uh, but it is the best chance for the U.S. to supply more LNG to a, a traditional consumer and to supply more foreign finance, more technology uh, requested in energy transition process. I think there is no direct relation between Iran get back to energy market to uh, U.S. energy security and U.S. national security, but it's uh, maybe in, not in favor of some U.S. ally in the region. Well, this is what we get when we have such an expert. We're, we're just so eager to get all this information. Thank you. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, Adam's going to take over and close yeah. this up. So thank you, Umud, for really uh, a fascinating uh, interview and discussion essentially on your book and really gives us a, a look behind the scenes on the U.S. Um, energy diplomacy and politics in context of the Caspian Sea Basin. So for those interested, we'll publish the highlights from this Q&A on the Wikistart website in the coming days. And also, of course, uh, you're uh, warmly encouraged to buy the book and to have a, a full look for yourself to further understand this very complex uh, issue. So Dr. Umud Chukri, Thank you for so much for your time and for these uh, really fascinating insights. Always a pleasure to have you here.